Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, there it is. Uh, oh, so unwoke. So, Dennis, my 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 buddy, it's been uh, only a week this time because, you know, because you finally you're back you're back to being on time. I can't believe all we pay you that you just take so much time off. Yeah, well, you know, the European thing we get like. Uh, 47 weeks of holiday every year as we yeah. come here. Well, so. Yeah, right. Well, if I were in your life, what would you do last? What would you do last week? Uh, you know, you know, flew in and out of Miami and then, uh, you know, and, you know, said, fuck it, I didn't go home. I was at Canary Islands and exactly. hung out and went to a dojo tent and like ate seven gallons of food and four buckets of beer for $16 for 10 of us and that's, that's a good summary. That's a good summary. Oh, I watered. I watered the backyard today, the whole yard. I moved. I moved the sprinkler every uh, pretty punctually every hour and a half until the entire backyard has been has has gotten some water because it's been dry here. And here's the big news: tomorrow, I tackle the front yard again. Wow, living the life. Look at you! You you sent me some um, photos of like a deck that you're putting together. Oh right, we haven't done I mean, the uh, we, we haven't could, done the the the, uh, the home job uh, storyline uh, in yeah. months. I mean, well, it's an interesting story. Actually, I'll just I'll launch into just a short version of. But I just what have we said about sending me deck pics? Oh. All right. Anyway, continue. I thought they were covered. No, it was it was uh, there was lots of wood uh, on display. <laughs> well, it was funny you say that because it took me almost three days to erect it, and when it was erect, it was it was it was firm, sturdy, and could not be shaken. Could not be shaken. That it's like that, can't be shaken like a steel rod. Indeed. Indeed. What are we talking about? Oh, the deck. So, so, you know, my dear, my dear, dear father-in-law, Dan, who lives with us now. um, When when was the, when was the deck first conceived of? Well, that's just the story. Oh, sorry. Is it a walker? And he's living with us now for his final Uh days. And uh, we were contemplating for months me building or somehow getting a grant for or somehow having constructed a ramp, which would eat up about my entire first part of my backyard because the requirements are every inch of slope, you know, 12 inches of deck and every five feet a landing and turns and it turns into a, it's crazy. So it takes up your whole, you know, your whole yard. And, yeah. and finally, I said, you know, what's the goal? And the goal is, well, get him outside, get some sun. I said, why don't we build a little place for him up here to sit? He doesn't need to go down those five steps. Huh. And my, my sister-in-law was here, and I pulled out a piece of four-by-four four plywood that I had handy, and I held it up near the little landing at the top of the steps mm-hmm. off to the side. It was essentially it was a four-by-four four add-on little deck where he could wheel out and sit in his wheel chair or his walker which mm-hmm. is also a seat and it's pretty simple in and out 
Well, that ended up growing because of smart and uh, in interaction with, with, with my spouse, which I did not take well. In my, uh, in my, in my, in my world, we call that scope creep. Well, yes, in my world, we call it scope creep, too. And, 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 and what I said was, I don't want to make it any bigger. And she said, why not, as long as you're working on it, which is true. The tools are out. You're buying the wood. You're drilling. If you're going to eventually make it bigger, make it bigger now. That's the truth. Yep. Much of like the deck picks that you see. If you're going to make it bigger, do it now. I mean, the guy that's peering into your windows with the binoculars is also a scope creep, right? Well, that's right. Exactly name, except with a capital S and a capital C. Ah, indeed. Because it's a type of a criminal okay. scope creep. That's good. That's <laughs> good. We could put that in a cartoon. That would go on a T-shirt. We haven't done a T-shirt idea in, in, a, in a long time, right? We in, in ever, I believe. What, so, what's the what's the image on the front? What's what's the image on the front? Uh, so, I don't know. There's like this weirdo that's like looking at people's windows, and then they, and then a construction crew is building another like high rise uh, across the street, and he's like, oh, now we have to look through all those windows too, and we call it scope creep. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know. That's pretty just, long. Just off the dome. That's pretty long. Pretty long. Well, I, I'm thinking of an image. Of an image. Just a stick man. Yeah. A stick man with a... A stick man telescope. with a... Two stick men. One going like this, showing a small size, and the other one with a worried look, showing this size. Or somehow, I know, an action figure kind of picture where you know how they do it where the guy's hands are over here but they draw them lightly off to the side and they put like swoosh marks so it uh -huh. looks like a movement right. that it might be a little hard to put into a into a uh into a uh a, a monogram on a t-shirt but that a small to big something that detonates the other thing is how about a less than and then a greater than symbol with right in the middle of it, a really uh, confused stick man. A, a look of, oh no, on his face with uh -huh. big uh, exclamation marks coming out of his head. And on the left side is less than symbol. And on the other side of him is greater than symbol. And on the bottom it says scope creep. Then on the back, it says something that you can read as you pass by. We'll think about that later, but first, what about the graphic? I think I'm on to something. I don't know. It feels like we're – I think we need to think smaller. I think you're thinking too big. I think the the scope is creeping on our T-shirt design. I, I think, think it got simpler. There was two stick men a minute ago. Now there's only one. Now there's symbols. Now there's curiosity. Now the passerby says, huh, I wonder what that means. And they, they will. They will yeah. wonder what that means. And they will turn around, and then on the back, what does it say? It says definite, let's definition scope creep, like the way that the word is looks in a dictionary with the way you pronounce it. But then right. we make up our own. Right. Okay, go. I'm making up the definition? Yeah, of scope creep. Go. It's got to be one sentence. I just said 
I, I just said it's it's a it's a guy that's peering in your window. Right. That's the the whole joke is that there's a double meaning. That's right. So, what's on the back is a big picture, a whole back picture of a stick man peering into what's obviously a square window uh-huh. with what could look like a hard on. We could play with that idea, so to speak. Right? I mean, that is how hard, the, the, how hard is it to give a how hard is it to give a, a stick man an erection? I mean, God it's, it's just another it's, line. It's not more than an apostrophe. <laughs> or, if, or if you're feeling energetic, an exclamation mark. A, <laughs> with a double dot, with a double dot beneath it. Is that anyone of any intelligence who might have been listening to this podcast is now gone. Is that a semicolon or are you just happy to see me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back 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 to your uh your deck building wood. So it grew and expanded into a deck that was not only eight feet long beside the house and uh, a complete six feet out with posts and railings. But as my wife suggested, I continued the deck over the old trodden, broken down, ugly concrete steps and built new deck steps and also extended the little platform that you step on when you go outside a door. It's usually just a couple of feet. I extended it out to almost four feet. So when you take a wheelchair out of the door, you can come out and stand there and not fall down the steps to turn around and go to the deck part of the deck. Gotcha. And so I put in the steps and it was interesting, you know, because this is the stuff it's, I'm comfortable now with the general sketch and then it all being kind of organic because as you, one of my goals is to not cut much lumber. That's why I use six foot and eight foot rather than seven and five, because that's the way lumber gets cut. So that's a big thing, because that takes so much time, so much time to cut. That's one consideration, but also, two, some of the formation of it, what looks stronger, what looks weaker, what's not needed, what is needed for support purposes, what's available, what's it cost, all that stuff on the fly. But here's the cool thing that happened here in the story that I think is worth telling is that when I ordered This is what we've been waiting for. That went from the beginning of the new deck all the way off to the side of the house, over and in front of the new steps to extend that top platform of the deck, as I told you, the landing space out the door, I needed boards that were 13 feet, 7 inches. So I bought 16-foot boards, and I bought exactly the right number of them to get to 4 feet, which was 8 boards. So... Once I cut each board with a, with a big uh, cross-cut saw so that they're perfectly straight, I ended up with a stack of wood that was two feet, three inches long. Eight pieces of wood, mm-hmm. which one would say scrap. Then, as you'll notice... I would never the, say scrap. The front of the deck that you're looking at when you're looking at the house, of course, has a top two by 10 where the, where the deck is, where it's raised. Then there's two poles and then there's a big thing underneath. 
So as I put another two by 10 on the bottom of the posts, the distance between the two two by 10s was two feet. So each of those two foot three inch boards fit perfectly between that and that then formed my front of, and it looks just, it's one of the best parts of the look, I think, as you see in the pictures, which of course will be posted. But that's just using scrap. And I looked at them first, I said, well, those are too short. They're all too short, damn it. And I thought, no, no, no. You bought an extra two by 10 that is eight feet long, it's sitting in the garage and you didn't take it back the three times you returned things because you thought you just might need it. Pick it up, take it over, drill it in, and that gave me the distance between the two two-by-tens I needed to insert what otherwise would be with scrap. So that's... that's pick it up, pretty, pick it up, drill it in. Is that what I... Pick it up, sure? pick it up, drill it in. Well... Okay, I can go with that. I can go with that. It, you could snazz it up a little bit if you wanted. There could be three things that you do instead of just two. That would be a little snappier. You know, sometimes you know, sometimes you just don't work hard enough. You have an opportunity for a little levity here, a little, you know, something kind of, hey, that's it's funny, that's clever. I'm glad I'm listening, you know. Pick it, and, no, and then you go with two things. Well, anybody would do three, Eric. Anybody. That's what I thought you. That's, what, I thought you said three things. But what kind of person? What kind of person just says two things in a in a in a mantra? Yeah, it's not it's not uh, live and laugh, you know. Or you live, live and learn. No, that would never no. catch on. So it's, I think it's, it's why I think you it's, say live, learn, and know it, brother. That's, I think it's pick pick it up, place it. Drill it. No. Pick it up, place it, drill it. That's better. Yeah, it has. The rhythm has to be with. That's better. It's yeah. not automatopoetic. But no, if, but the pick it up. Was, if I pushed you into it being, choose it, place automatopoetic. Would you be choose able it, to do it? it? I, I mean, if, if it has to make the sound of a drill, uh, it's like. Uh, Choose it, place it. Whoosh it on the post. Bang it on the post. <laughs> Buzz it. Yeah. <laughs> Bang it on the post. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah, we... Yeah, Sar. I don't know. Char. Wait. They're all... Uh, let me think about it. All tools are automatopoetic if you say them properly. Listen to this one. Pliers. Hammer. 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 <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. There you go. Level. Indeed. Screwdriver. Level. Screwdriver. Yeah. Screwdriver. Uh, yeah. Screwdriver. So we're, we're going to new places now. Well, uh, we are. Well, we so are. I'm, I'm glad. So is the deck complete? Uh, the railing was the last thing, and you will see in the pictures the black railing I added. I'm not happy with it. It's maybe temporary, but the fact is to match the top railings of the deck, which were wood, I'd have to have what's, have what's called a deck 
a wooden deck railing kit, a, a staircase railing kit, That's and they're they out of you. stock. That's where they get you. And I wasn't about to, uh, so I picked this up for 74 bucks, got it mailed to my house. Took me a couple hours to put up. Um, you know, so I do look forward to, to the to the final picks. The, no. the ones you sent me are just like uh, the initial. Oh, like, oh I thought you, I thought I sent you the final. No, I just, I had to put the railing up before I sent out the final picks. It's on its way. All it's right. on its way. Deck Send picks coming your way. More deck picks, please. I know you can hardly wait. Yes, uh, hardly. So um, it's uh, been through a lot of heat here, as you know from my story earlier about water in the lawn. Um, been doing a lot of that. And, and I must say, there's, I got to tell you, I think this is kind of funny. And if he's one of our listeners, well, so be it. There's uh-huh. this dude who lives across the street. And uh, his his wife, who I met, her name, well, I won't give names, but um, we've become friends because she likes to take care of your yard. And when she sees me outside, she asks me, she sees me working, doing my construction work, putting in rock, stone. She knows I do this kind of stuff. And she mm-hmm. called me over about a year, over a year ago and said, can I show you something? Look at my shed. The, the stone floor is all broken. And, you know, I don't know. The wood looks good in the shed, but what do I do? And I said, we got a good shed. But as you come here, I want to show you something. And we walked outside and I showed her a gopher hole where a gopher had dug and is living under the house. And so all that empty, you know, under there, the, the, the weight of the car mm-hmm. over a tunnel broke the concrete. And Oops. so the mower went, oh, I'll dig another tunnel. And over the course of could be several years, a whole family of the, not just, I shouldn't say moles, I should say gophers, because they're big, big furry yes. things. Blah, blah, blah. But anyway. We're adorable furry um, creatures. This is how I met her, and then I met him, and, and whatever. And so I'll send you, if I can remember this, or if you remember, remind me, I'm going to send you, you pictures won't. of my front yard. Because as you, you might guess, it, it's, 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 it's resplendent. All the stuff I planted years ago is caught caught on. The cherry tree in front of the house is, is is just catapulted six feet tall. And I put in a new walkway, new stone uh, perimeters. There's my house. Grass is green, well manicured, quite deep, but cut quite square. Black mulch, all the bushes, plot, you know, big potters on the a staircase that I built up to the front with the big side arms, you know, with concrete slabs on top of them and in the planters lights. So the place is, yeah. is, is wonderful. So the guy comes see, he waves to me and he runs across the street. He says, Hey, hey neighbor, your house looks like, so good. He come says, to ours. I, I, I'm over here because, Hey, my wife, my wife is, is asking me what, what do you do? Why can't I be more make, like you? To make your lawn look so good. I mean, what do you what do you do? Uh, and I said, well, less is more. Less is more. You Indeed. don't want scope creep. You want things to be level. Indeed. You don't want a screwdriver or hammer, hammer, or shovel. 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 Yes. <laughs> hey, we should publish something, man. This hasn't been done. 
we need to pull, don't let anybody hear this until we do some more. All right, I'll shovel I'll, shovels I'll, the good one. I'll talk to I'll talk to the copyright office. Uh, Pick X. Pick X. Fall. Post hole. Digger. Post hole. Digger. Yes. <laughs> This is this is this, we're we're breaking new new ground here, so to speak. Paintbrush, paintbrush, paintbrush. Hi, <laughs> stop it. Ladder, 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 ladder. Indeed. <laughs> put, 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 pry bar. Nice. Too, too, too uh, much. Uh, so, Zaw, uh, <laughs> you know what a saw is? It's a big, powerful yeah. electric saw that when you turn it on, it's got a blade about eight inches long that can cut through trees and lumber. It's called okay. Zaw Saw. Zaw Saw. The way you like, pronounce that out of monopotic is Zaw Saw. Yeah. It's so crazy. I could work on that one. That one needs some work. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking, change it, change it, change it, change it, change it, but you know, that's good. That's quite good. Oh, let's just do that for a whole hour. No, let's talk about Barry. Oh my God, what yeah. the hell? What yeah. Barry, man? What have you done, bro? Jesus. Yeah, so they had to they had to kill off some of the characters, including Barry. Yeah, I think I think he had I think uh well, I I think it's part of the writer's choice to be like, okay, this is the end of this thing. Oh, there well, there will be no it, no it sequels. Was, was that not though uh a early and as it turns out early and permanent decision on the part of the writers and Mr. Yes. Hader. So yes. well and so and unlike succession, right, which goes for and they end before it stales, go out in a big way, which a lot of series don't. These guys, unlike that, they said, No, we're gonna try this thing and we're gonna go for broke. This is one season, let's see what happens. Because after that we all might want to do something different. Right. But the, the choice, like the timing, like they, uh, that could have been the very last scene, right? Other writers would have made his execution the last see, thing that you see. What was right? the last thing you saw? But, so, but Barry was killed like 15 minutes into the 30-minute episode. Uh, and then a bunch of other shit happened. The the final thing that was for like the last ten minutes or something was the movie was his son oh, watching right. the movie recreation of uh, of his father's right. quite but, uh, quite quite different. Right, and but it's I don't know. It's a strange decision, uh, but. Personally, I'm kind of sad that there's not going to be like a no-host 
spinoff? There, there's already been some chatter about that. I, maybe you saw it. Well, I mean, didn't he pretty much die? It could have been, could be a prequel. Yes. It, well, the same is true with Barry, of course. True, true. But or, uh, or Fuchs. It make more sense with Fuchs. There's a story Fuchs. there. In fact, there's a series there with Fuchs. Right. You know, pre-Barry, how did he meet Barry? You know, what about when Barry was a kid? I mean, we yeah. have a, if there's anything, we got a history of Fuchs unlike any other character. And because he came out of this, not dead. Right. One of the final scenes showed him where, remind me. They, uh, so the very, the last thing that he did was after oh, yeah. having, after that having protected his mother. No, to his father. Uh, oh, well, well, they, right, before Barry was killed. They had the, they had the shootout, um, which was an amazing shootout. Like I rewound that, I rewound that a couple times, and to watch it again, because uh, it happened so fast. What shootout? The escape from the prison? No, no, no. The in this in the final episode, they um, uh, Noho called. Oh, Fuchs oh, oh, yes. And was and was like, I have Barry's kid and and girlfriend here. Um, I don't understand. I don't really understand why Fuchs, why that was enough to get Fuchs to come over because Fuchs was like in his bath and was like, fuck off. I'm not dealing with you. But then he was like, Hey, I can get Barry. I don't really remember why Fuchs wanted to get Barry, but. Fuchs, uh, didn't, Fuchs remember this though. Remember the scene. Yeah, good point. Good point. Cause I've had the same feeling about that same little confusion, but let me, let's track something back in prison. When Fuchs was in prison, there's a scene where just before it happens, the last, which is the next episode, but in the final episode, Fuchs is restrained screaming out there's shit coming down in segregation because yeah. he's learned that Barry, he knows that Barry's going to be murdered. Right. He saves Barry then. He tries to, but it doesn't work. Right. He was he, he was he was sort of like wanting to get rid of Barry, but then when he heard that it was actually happening, and then he watched a clip of Rain Man and he thought that Barry that Barry apparently was Dustin Hoffman and he was uh Tom Cruise. Well, I wonder if it's because he wanted to kill him himself. If anything no, if anybody's going to kill him, it's going to be me. And if he doesn't die, that's up to me too. Maybe, uh, I. Well, but well. I, I think he. I think he had a. Uh, I think he had a paternal insight. Well, of course, there. Barry planted that with the scene of of his youth, when Fuchs, as a younger man, was interacting with his with Barry's father. Uh, on yeah, the, yeah. In the in the prairie farm but, wherever that the hell was but what i don't get is why why fuchs was so he, like he he had his like four black suvs full of bad dudes uh that were like we're gonna roll up on on noho and do something maybe take the kids so that he, then he had that leverage no, i don't I, really get it well they wanted well it's, he wanted control of them the money in the industry. I guess, yeah. Well, Noho was fabulously rich. That's yeah. what it was about. He wanted 
you know, and what he had the goods on him because he knew he killed this uh, Escobar. Uh, Cristobal. Cristobal. Uh, the and the anyway the the actual, the showdown there was a great sort of badass violent uh, ballet man walking in with with a bunch of dudes behind him and then uh and then fuchs says uh look i changed my mind i don't want the kid i just want you to admit that uh that cristobal was the love of your life and you were responsible for his death and that made noho sort of break down for a bit but then he like he like came back yeah. and was and and was like fuck you man and that's when fuchs shot him and that's when everything everything went crazy it was just such a great choreographed shooting scene and at the very end at the very end uh this guy that's dying uh pulls out a grenade and they're like three men still standing and he chucks it over at the three men that are still standing and it blows up and blows the the foot off of one of the guys and oh, they, yeah. he goes, he goes flying, yeah, and the, I, I don't know how they did that that effect. Yeah, but exploding uh, foot effect. But dude went, dude Just went like flying that. without a foot. Um, yeah, and and Fuchs had uh, lay he lay down on top of Barry's kid uh, during that shootout. And hey, so that, then the thing about the exploding foot, put that in the show notes as a footnote, would you? Uh, yes, I will make it. Uh, I'll make it pop in the cool. in the show notes. Ooh, I got blood on my face. Well, we can cut it if we need to. The you, well, you're in charge. I don't. All I do is call. I just I just press a button. The rest is you. Everybody right. knows it. You're responsible for every muckety muck. How many episodes has it been, by the way? Because this is this is this is nuts doing this every this is, almost every week for how long this is this nice. is this is 185 <laughs> that's so hard to comprehend and so we were doing this, this if let's say i'm i'm 70 how old will i live to be how, obama was president when we started this i believe <laughs> no maybe not because wow. it would it would have been after uh yeah we we were complaining about trump pretty early on so well, True, true. But I don't want to leave Barry. I don't leave Barry. I want no. to come back to this thing about Barry. Where um, Barry finding religion. Yeah. He really did. Yeah, he, he he was praying when no one was watching. He really did. Yep. And that wasn't as clear because he was so robotic in the earlier episode showing his future life. With uh, with Sally and uh, the son John, um, so robotic, it was bereft of emotion. And his first emotion came when he was thinking about violence again, having to, and you could see how flustered he was. But that was that wasn't much emotion and all that other stuff. And then, uh, culminating in the car scene in the later episode when he was his praying out loud. And uh, that was that was pretty moving to me to understand that. And in a way, it was a he wants redemption for it all. It was of a premonition his... of his death. Yeah, it was his last confession. 
and he was absolved. He, 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 he thought his, he thought he was going to go in there and be killed. And in fact, but he wasn't in that moment. No, not there. But but the next day or whatever. Sooner than later. And what do you think about his murder? Yeah, it was a surprise, right? Like he, he uh, Gene has that gun that. Um, oh, the one that he was given a gift by the guy with a funny name whose name I've forgotten. Uh, Tear. Uh, yeah, I'll think of it. Um, God, such a funny name. Anyway. Um, and the, uh, yeah, he pulled that out and just like, without much hesitation, did, did that. I don't know. He, he was as cold as the day is long, but we've known that about, uh, Cousineau the entire time. He got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. He, he yeah, he went a little, a little crazy. And, he, uh. And the, the look he had, the long hair and the beard, which I mentioned earlier, was kind of odd and chilling. And uh, it was kind of a twisty kind of thing. It looked like, you know, Rip Van Winkle. Uh-huh. There it is. Rip Torn is, is the guy's name. They gave him the... Oh, the oh, oh. That, and what about Rip Torn? He, he, he was the one that gave Cousineau the gun. And it like it has a little it had a little inscription on it that said like try not to shoot yourself with this or something it was just a a, a gag gift um, that Rip Torn huh I don't remember him in the series at all no he's not in the series he's just oh, a, 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 Hall- a Hollywood actor his name his name that, is Rip Torn oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh right the Before, gift was from Rip Torn they didn't show Rip Torn yeah he's uh, he was best known he was the I think it was the guy opposite Will Smith in yeah. Men in Black. Oh, I know him well. Oh, no, no, no. The guy opposite Will Smith was um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, but yeah, he, he was in, He was like the, their boss. Yeah, yeah. their boss, so, right. Uh, how appropriate that Barry's death was so similar to all the deaths that he had... Committed. Uh, committed. Or where cost, cost, cost. Where, where it was so many times he walked into a hotel room and, and, and the guy was like, what are you doing here? And Barry just like put a bullet through between his eyes. Uh, and, and in this, uh, and here, uh, the only thing that Barry said was, um, do you know the word that he said? No. The title, oh, the title he said, of, uh, the title of the episode. He said, uh, oh my. No, he said, Wow. Oh yeah, right. Because he he got shot in the chest and and he was like, like surprised, and then he just said you know wow, and then he got it between the eyes, which, uh, with a short, little, nubbin six shooter like that, uh, I think it's even at that range. I think it's probably pretty hard to actually put one between someone's eyes. But so what about that? What about that? I don't know. I mean, what about that that skill of that character? I mean, is it is it out of character, or is there that much more about Cousineau that we don't know? No, I don't think so. I think it was a moment of just I'm done with this asshole. And as already. it turns out, 
Yeah, he's a good shot. And what do we know about him? We don't know anything about him, really. Yeah. We don't know whether he was a, a marksman, he was in the military. We don't know anything about him. Our knowledge of him begins no earlier than the scene when he's in the theater. Right. There's no history in the show with him. True, true, true. I wouldn't, you know, and I'm like, uh, no ho Hank. I don't, I wouldn't ever see, uh, a, uh, spinoff with him. He's no, not, it's just not, he, that was, he's a despicable character. And, and all in all, he's the character that I like the least. Between a, a bunch of people a, that a, we should a, not a potpourri like of much. despicable people. Like right. no one is good in the show. Uh, which is uh, what we said about Succession, too. John's like, good. The boy, yeah. So, do you see how he? That's uh, it, though. That's he, it. When he's when he's older, and and the and his friend says, "Hey, you want some alcohol?" And he's like, "Nah," uh, <laughs> because remember when he was like six years old or something, oh, and, I, and his mother gave him a <laughs> mother's giving him a drink to to. to to just shut him up. Yeah. Shut him up and get him cut out. She was despicable. She was just despicable. She seemed kind of nice at first, but uh, it no, all went no, down. Not so much. And then so egotistical. And so that one of the great, one of the great video, you know, the scenes with when she was recording on her, it was being recorded on her camera when she went crazy on the woman that got her, her role or her job or got right. her series and how viral that went. And that was actually the turning point. Up until then, she'd been Sweet Sally. Right. And she became fortunate and, you know, and she was, you know, there was some, there wasn't anything like what ended up to be. We yeah. saw the deterioration of her uh, moral uh, fiber, uh, you know, culminating more with her murder, with the murder of the assailant which uh, I can't recall why the guy was trying to kill her. Yeah, nor can I. But we didn't, we didn't know then, did we? Do you remember we talked about it? We didn't know then. We wondered. Yeah, oh, it was wow. related. It was related to the, the to video. the to the viral and her loss of the TV show and crap. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I wonder if we missed uh, <laughs> we missed something from. Uh, where there was a threat against her life from somebody, we missed it. Like a, a, a email message after the, because the stuff went viral, so it wasn't just people seeing it; it was people commenting on it. Yeah, right? I mean that's yeah. That must be where that. I don't. Know. Let I want to talk about the the funniest physical comedy of the final episode, and that is where. Barry walks into a store that is not labeled but is clearly Walmart and walks up to the gun counter <laughs> and the and the the teenager with piercings or whatever is there reading a book and and she's like yeah what do you want he's like guns and he then yells it. yeah he yells and then it. and then he fucking walks out 
through like the the children's toy section right. uh to past past the 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 door greeter uh who doesn't say anything but is like they're like smiling and then he goes to get in his car and he doesn't want to take the guns off to sit in his car right. so he awkwardly tries to sit in his car with a bunch of guns strapped to his back <laughs> which is just some fantastic physical comedy uh oh. yeah and, yeah yeah and right. a commentary and a commentary on you know the united states i uh, i i you're right i've got to say that was uh that was a high point the march down the children's aisle with the two ak-47 strapped to his back with his bullet holster strapped and, to his and back ammos and, and yeah and dressed and, in military garb and angry and a and a perfect <laughs> like seven o'clock shadow clearly he's going to do a mass shooting clearly, he looks crazy acts crazy he wants guns and the guy's like all right man what do you want <laughs> and the yeah, and our Walmart society is just like, yes, sir. I can, I can check you out on uh, uh, on aisle number nine here. Aisle number three. So, <laughs> but anyway, it's a good. Uh, it was a good show while it lasted. Uh, well, like and we'll see what's next. You know, I mean, they're they've they're in a medium now. I, I fully expect him to have a, a working on a script for a movie. Uh, what's got nothing at all to do with Barry, but it's not illogical for an actor in this career, uh, you know, explosion that right. he's in to, to, to try to get in. He, he directed well, he acted. He has so many doors open to him at this point. Yeah. He can just do whatever the hell it appeals to him and pull in his, his buddy, his SNL buddies, uh, yeah. their, your Fred Armisons and your and your uh, Seth Meyers and those those folks. Uh, well, I've seen some things with him and Conan O'Brien. They do a lot they're, together. They're very good. And, and one of the things that I read is is a comment to one of the things I saw was rec- recognizing how Bill Hader always, when he talks about anybody who works with him, talks about them in their full name and what they do. Nice. And it's it's exactly what you'd expect from our friend, Bill Hader. He's one of those guys where you think, God, this is a normal guy. You know, you could just sit down with him and start yakking and talk. Yes. Right. You know, because he's just who else was like that? You know, I mean, um, I don't know. He has a great story actually on on Conan where uh, he talks about uh Early in Hollywood, like he moved out to Hollywood, you know, trying to trying to make it, and he worked on the set of some movies, and one of them that he worked on was a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh yeah, right, right. And and right. he talked about it's a great like, story. And he talked about like having to open the door at the right time and like getting it wrong, and then he can stop. Of course, you can't go in there. There's a bomb in there. Yeah, and of course he can imitate uh, Arnold perfectly. Oh, he, 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 anyway, that's a good story. I'll see if really I can. Find can. That you got to get that. You ought to get that in the show. So I've seen that so many times because I I look for it because yeah. it's fun. Well, and, and and YouTube now shows me like Bill Hader clips all the time. Yeah, right. Because now you're watching him because it's clever. Oh, he's 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 funny. Well, these these Conan things. It's interesting to hear Conan talk with this group. Uh, of you know, Conan's got two team members there, I guess. Yes, 
Um, yeah, I, I listened to that podcast. I've mentioned it before, but I sent yeah. you some some clips. Uh, well, that may be where the first time I saw it was. But but what's interesting, my point is that he sounds like us talking. You know, yeah. I mean, what I saw this thing and and it was in there, and I'm like, wow, blah blah. blah where did that come from? And and that was so cool. I mean, he's just he's genuine, a fan. You know, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's not uh, none of it's researched or anything. He just like appreciates what he, unlike us, where we (laughs) painstaking. Please stay on script, preparation, which begins precisely at at twelve minutes after after four o'clock. Hey, we 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 can switch back to Wednesday sometime soon. Tuesdays don't work as well for me. Do they work better for you, or I should ask? Oh, that's that's very kind of you. it's fine and kind of nice for me because it gives me n- another day of the week to uh, to edit with. Although it was a little tight when we were consuming Sunday night content uh, to have it all watched by Tuesday. But either is I'm flexible I think as long the, as we don't do like Thursdays. The thing about Wednesday for me is it's halfway through the through the week. And my new my new drinking schedule has me not drinking on a, a, a few days because I I got a I got a new gig and I'm starting to work again so I'm uh-huh. I'm not drink so much in the evening. Oh okay. <laughs> not, that, not that there's not, uh, just for our listeners, it's not a problem there. I enjoy it. It's just a couple of beers, but that's it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah. it's I I like to go to the local pub every yeah. day. I won't do that. Huh. So if it's Wednesday, it's halfway through the week. It's like, oh man, you know, the, week, the week's over. Might, might as well be over. <laughs> but Wednesday's celebrated all it over. Feels like, you know, it feels like Friday. Isn't right? that? Uh, thank God it's Wednesdays. The uh, the restaurant. Yes, exactly. <laughs> TGIW. No, but, but the, the the Wednesday night celebration is for me something I've grown up with since I was a young kid. And every Wednesday was was a bar night because you were halfway through the week. Monday, huh. nobody went out. Tuesday, a few people went. Wednesday, everybody went out because exactly. it's, and it was like half halfway specials and halfway week specials and Wednesday hump specials. day hump day. That's the term. There you go. That's the term. Over hump the hump day. day. Yes. Do you remember that horrible? There was a. Super Bowl commercial for oh, for a while with a with a camel that was walking through a through an office. Uh, anyway, say it, I, say it, say it. I forget what they were advertising, but it, like there was oh, just oh, this, oh, wow. this, the uh, insure uh, Geico. It's probably some insurance. I think Geico. Insurance no, 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 is so Geico. insurance Geico is used. so fucking boring that you need that you need stupid commercials to make to make it interesting. <laughs> well. Better than having uh, like a Pepto-Bismol commercial where you've got people dressed in pink dancing to a Pepto-Bismol jingle. And you look, I look at my wife, I say, honey, does this make you want to buy Pepto-Bismol more than you did before you saw it? And she'd look at me, no. She says, no. Of course It's, hard. it's hard to advertise uh, bowel relief Mm, products. Well, you know? uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. That's the point, but I don't know. Yeah. I anyway. think rather than pink, it should be like bloody red, right? 
like, oh god, I got so fucked up and sick. I got hernias and they're bleeding. That would sell. Patch them up. I saw a commercial the other day where they got this dude parting his hair to the camera and showing this grotesque of fucking dandruff. And I yell out in the room with my father-in-law, Dan, and, and, and my wife. I go, what the fuck, dude? We don't want to see your fucking dandruff, you gross fuck. And Nikki says, Nikki says, Dan, language. <laughs> in my in my own in my for, own for you for him or for or for the dude on the TV what it was it was not the vulgarity of it you probably objected to it was a loudness I I was mad I I was mad they subjected me to that I don't want to see that that's an image I got now two days later I still have it in my head I don't want to see the dude's dandruff yeah. gross man. See, Show me that shit. What are you, what are you gonna what, what for hemorrhoid uh, uh, medicine? What are you gonna do? You know, spread your cheeks and show that on what and to make sure I know what you're talking about. What? I remember what? as a kid, the, the, uh, there were a bunch of hemorrhoid ads on TV, and I didn't really understand what they were about. Because, yeah, would you? Right. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, you put you know one of the when you wake up as you do often hungover and all puffy eyed because you've way gone over limit like you uh-huh. do. Did you take hemorrhoid medicine and you rub it on those those bowls underneath your eyes and they go away? I did not know that trick. Look it life up, ha- bro. Post life it. hacks with Dennis. Look it up, bro. Post it. I think You're- on that. I think I'm out of here, man. What time is it? Hold on, How you're. You're, you're, oh God! We got all sorts of stuff to talk about. What about what about more about the weather and me well, hold on, hold, the lawn? Hold on, your 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 Pepto uh, thing reminded me of a of a joke I saw earlier, uh, where uh, it's the pharmacist. There's a pharmacist and he takes an, an extended lunch break without telling his assistant, and when he's gone, a man comes in with severe. Uh, he comes in with a severe cough. And comes in to ask in the pharmacist, you know, who's out to lunch, uh, you know, what can he take? And the assistant isn't sure when the when the pharmacist is coming back, and the man begs the assistant, you know, I'm so miserable, and the assistant has to think quick. And an hour later, the pharmacist comes back, and he notices the man outside the pharmacy, uh, who's absolutely miserable with his legs crossed tight, and he asks his assistant if he knew what was going on, and the assistant said, Oh yeah, that guy, he came in asking for meds for his cough. And I told him you were out and he insisted I give him something to help him stop coughing. So I gave him a fast acting laxative and told him the bathroom is out of service. And the pharmacist says, you idiot. Laxatives aren't meant to treat coughs. They're meant to, to relieve constipation. And the assistant says, yeah, I know. But look at him. He's afraid to cough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I be. That's a little close to home, bro. <laughs> That's a little dark for for me. I've got, I've got, I have oh. some intestinal issues from time to time. I, I, I don't want to think about that. Oh Lord. Yeah, I have. Uh, sometimes I have. Uh, a, in my Pilates class, we're doing stretching and things, and sometimes there's just uh, <laughs> some gas that needs to that needs to come out, and it's uh, it's difficult. 
know what you do? Just the room is all happens, silent. Just when it oh. happens, pound on the floor. Yeah. Rather, all those people in the room thought that you were angry rather than flatulent. Indeed. This stupid exercise again. God damn it. And you scream out. I'm uh, no. Bam, bam, I mean, bam. Coughing would probably work too on both. <laughs> well, so I got to tell you, man, this weather here, there was a moment two nights ago when I went outside and it was 70 degrees with a light breeze and everything is flush green. My gardens are all growing well. All my, all of our flowers, our plants, and my, uh, I'm growing lettuce and kale and uh, watermelon and squash and cucumbers. Uh, nice. Three kinds of lettuce, actually. And I have a radish bed that I will, I will, I'll have to send you a picture of this stuff when I, when I, when a I. A radish recall. bed. A radish bed. Nothing but radishes. A four by four foot area of nothing but radishes. Nice. Well, and, and I love radishes. I, I love to go out into the garden with a salt shaker and sit down cross-legged, pick out a plant, wipe it off, add a little salt and eat it right on the premises. Back in the day, I, I think I've told you this story before, when I grew asparagus, which takes three years to sprout. Wow. It finally sprouted. And the right of passage for the first spring was on a North Carolina hot day in Shady Grove outside of Hickory. Mm -hmm. And I woke up at dawn and I went outside and I noticed that the first asparagus had popped up in the night after three years of waiting. Wow. And I went out with a salt shaker and laid down on my hands and knees, put a little salt on one of the stalks and shoot it. Nip, nip, nip mm -hmm. until my lips kiss the earth from whence it came. Mm. And I looked up and I went, that's nice. And I smiled. Oh, I do that with the radishes, except they're under the ground. So I'm going to get dirty. I'm going to look yeah. like a snouted pig that's, that's been looking for truffles in the muck. I'm going to do this and I'll send you pictures. Please. Salt won't help much. No. The salt of the earth, so to speak. Yeah. The salt for the earth. Mm. Mm. Is your earth that bland? I mean, radishes. When the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, when peace will guide our planet and love will steer the stars. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius. Aquarius. Oh my God. You're, you're off key, dude. You had your chance, you blew it. Aquarius. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, I'm off. I'm off the chorus. That's that so hard. You sing it. I'll do the. I'll do the. I'll do the harmony. No, Aquarius, uh, harmony okay. and understanding, sympathy and trust abounding. Living for the living expectations and the lost Polly Notion and the Aquarius. Here you go. Aquarius. 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 Virgo? Harmony and understanding. <laughs> That's just dance. Hey, do a tango to that. Harmony and understanding. Sympathy and trust abounding. Good, good. No more falsehood or derision. Only perfect exposition and Wonderful vision, oh Aquarius. Wow. Aquarius. So the other day, yes, I found on the ground a plant that was in my flowers. And I thought, well, that little plant's not supposed to be in my little flower bed. There's only a Get out of here, little growing here. Plant. And so Bastard. I reached down, I dug around the dirt a little bit and dug a little deeper, a little deeper, a little skinny stem, only two little green leaves. And I pulled, and because I had just watered that bed, out came a root that was four inches long. The root came out of a little tiny nut. <laughs> and out of the other side, at the top part of where the root came out, there was a spout that went up. And I said, well, this is pretty nice. I went inside, and the roots had little hairs in them. And I filled up an old glass milk bottle, the kind that used to be delivered, you know, when you got milk in your front porch. And I filled it up full of water, and I took a little piece of paper so that it was like a collar uh -huh. underneath yep. the leaves. And I put that on there. And then I dropped the root and the nut in the very bottom part of the stem into the water so that the two leaves were showing. And today I went down, there are four leaves. Oh my there God. There are four leaves. And you, you look, you look into you the growing? water and the hairs of the roots have grown longer and the nut itself hasn't changed, but no. it's growing and living off the water and the nutrients in the water. In the nut. And I'm here to tell you this. Yes. That when there are six leaves, I'm going to get a fucking salt shaker. <laughs> Crack that nut. <laughs> wow. What a story. It's, it's mean, on the counter for my kids, for my grandkids to see. Do, I don't know do if grandma's engaged them yet. Do keep us posted. We had a little jar full of grass that was supposed to be a project for a while that disappeared. Sensamia? Mm, I don't know. It's just fucking grass. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't any anything like a weed, for example. It was just grass, like you have in your front lawn. But like, anyway. uh, so explain this to me. Yes. Think of grass. A cow has two stomachs. Four, I believe. How many? Four. Holy fuck. I'm behind yeah. the times. When did, when did they grow the other two? 
<laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Maybe it's not funny. I'm laughing, but I'm you're you were laughing. You, you I mean, thought, what if you think about it for long enough, you're like you're ruminating on it, which is what they do. Ruminating, uh, and you know why you do it? Just could, yeah, because they could, because <laughs> you could, cud, cud. How many times in your life have you used the word cut and in what context? I've used it many times in the context, but but you first. It's pretty much only about ruminant animals and almost always about cows. Oh, really? There are other ruminants. I've, but... I've used it as a, uh, I've used it as a, uh, as a, uh, uh, let's hope it's funny kind of comment to, to people who are eating. You know, who are chewing for a long, long time. And I'll say, I'll say, how's it going over there with that cud? <laughs> yeah, those hope it's funny, hope it's funny comments are. Uh, are well, really I funny. think it's usually funny when you are at a restaurant eating and you comment in a hilarious way about the way people eat. Is that or is it just me? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why? Why are you like that? It's always funny. All right. Here's, a, here's an image for you. Here's an image for you. It may be the parting image. Please. So there's this place. I've told you about this called the Sugar Bowl. The bar. Uh, it doesn't actually ring a bell. So so they. It, it used to be a dive. It still is a dive, but it used to be a terrible dive. And they opened up, and now they're doing all this music. And they did blues, and I went in there, and here's the thing that happened. Everybody in the place, there were about 30 people in the place, a long bar, and picture what looks like white fold-out tables, plastic that you put outside, like for a, a, a rent a, a event under a tent, and the white fold-out chairs that go with that. A rent event under a tent? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. Yes. That's how the place is furnished. And there's probably about six tables. There's four to a table, 30 or 40 people. Everybody, everybody, Eric, was drinking shots with their beer. Wow. I was there over an hour and I watched these people donning shots. And the band was incredulous when the crowd went crazy for an encore. <laughs> Everybody was so, so loaded. But it was a small place. It was a six-person band. Tommy, the piano player that I've talked many times about, is in the band. He had a rather backup a position. He didn't do many solos, which was which was too bad. Um, but uh, but uh, so uh, I went, I stopped there the other night. It was a, it was a, um, I don't know what night of the week it was, but I thought, well, because of the night of the week, they might have something going on. So I went in and, uh, place was lively. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was a Friday night. That's why I went. Cause I played a, 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 a gig with a, a group called, uh, brothers proper. Okay. Who, uh, is a three man band that does some great, great stuff. And I, um, a, uh, a uh, dear, dear uh, uh, son-in-law who plays a bass for them, who's a guitar player, but 
bought a bass and said, you know, I'm going to go play bass in a band. <laughs> I haven't played bass sure. in a band, but I, you know, he's been running his own band and cutting CDs and it's some great creative stuff. And he just, what said, a great, what a great way to expand your, your knowledge and appreciation of. Oh, of and he was band. always like critical. Of the blues too simple. He's playing it all the time. Loves right. it. Cause he's playing the bass and it's like, Oh man. Oh yeah. Don't, 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 you know, just it, and, and because he's a bass, you know, between him and the drummer, they're driving it. They're driving it. They're just driving it. Three man band. You know, the guitar player, the lead singer is just, he's got such uh, a, uh, a vibe. It's sort of like a laid back, you know, everything is good. And you remember this old tune and I do it a little different, you know, and he does Motown and he does he does a couple of Led Zeppelin. He does a Bruce Springsteen, and none of them he does like them. Right. He's it's, it's obviously a tribute to them. Sure. But at the same time, it's his version of it, and his version just makes you want to just sit there and listen and bounce yep. with the music. I love you that. know almost get up and dance, but it's so laid back. It's like oh, dancing's a lot of work. I'm so laid back. <laughs> I love it. So I got up and did a, get, did a couple of tunes. Um, but uh, so the weather's great and the music was good. and It's just good, you know. It's good to be alive, bro. Yeah, man. I, I was thinking we could end with some more uh, tool sounds. Okay, let's see. I, uh, I, I, I was thinking like wrench is not bad. <laughs> But, no, no, no wrenches, no wrenches. Wrench. Yeah. Or uh, ratchet. Uh, no. Let's see. Wait, wait, wait. Ratchet, chit, 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 chit. Yeah. Ratchet, chit, 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 chit. There we go. This is. We need to. We need to. We need to patent this, and we're gonna make millions. Publish it. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. Well, that's kind of that's in the that's the title of the subtitle of the episode. Hey, we can make automata uh, poetic tools a glossary. You're an automata poetic tools colon a glossary. There you go. I'm doing okay. your work for you. I'm not even getting paid union wages. You know how you know how toddlers have the little the little books that make animal sounds. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's the, the way to go. That's the market. Shuffle. Shuffle. Can you do a graphic so that on the left side of the page he's sh, and then on the L he's thrown it to the other page? Of course. You that's can do the anything. way. You can say hi, man. Yeah, just ask chat uh, whatever to. to hey, I want to. I want to. I want to put a bookmark in AI, and I want to talk to you about some of the scary stuff. They've not been explicit enough, and I want to get explicit with you about All what right. could happen. Okay. And uh, so what's on our radar screen for uh, TV viewing? I'm almost ready to uh, resort to doing the full plumbers and see if it gets any better. If your ass would get Netflix, uh, like I've been watching a Netflix show called The Diplomat that is about a uh, 
It's about a woman my age. She's actually an actress that I've been, uh, you know, she's uh, she's been my age all the time. Uh, and she's uh, she's the American uh, ambassador to England when yes. shit, shit goes stars down. in it. Uh, her name is Carrie Russell. Is the is the main? Oh, actress. really? Yeah. Terry Russell. Carrie. She. The skinny. Uh... She's 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 skinny and. and oh petite. yeah yeah yeah. She just did her. Uh, she did her first horror flick. For. Uh... <laughs> she was in Cocaine Bear. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I know her well. She's in, she was in a movie called The Waitress. That's very Maybe. very good. I haven't. She baked pies. She baked delicious pies. I can okay. use a pie right now. I'm hungry. I'm out. Anyway. All right. Later, man. Aquarius. See you next week. Aquarius. Aquarius. Oh, no. I'm dying. What better way to go out? <laughs> Okay, that's it for episode number 185. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 185. This is a really good one to watch on video at patreon.com slash happyhour at the Gin Martinis level to see all the antics and gestures that Dennis was getting up to, both singing Aquarius and also with the tool sounds. It was really quite funny. See you next week.